you probably gonna hear a lot of that. We're gonna kind of take a trip down memory lane and y'all gonna kind of get a taste of what young Eddie B was all about, okay? Because me and her relationship, let me tell you right now, it didn't start off awesome, okay? I was so immature and, you know, I was young. I, I say this right now, all the kids who act up and act crazy, they're not gonna end up in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't bad, I was, just, I was smart. Like I, I'm smart. I just, you know, I was a busybody and I was a class clown. That was my thing. I wasn't bad like skip school, not do my work. I would do, you know, and the way I won my guests over was the day that I, well, she taught history. And um, the day that we had a black history, um, we had to do a presentation and I did my presentation and I took it all the way serious. I don't know if everybody remember the store. I know in Texas, we had a store we call Wieners. <laughs> W-E-I-N-E-R-S, we call it Wieners. And they used to sell Paco jeans. I know people remember that. I'm really telling my age, but I really don't care because I don't need no young women after me, no way. I can't do nothing with you, but lead you. <laughs> I don't know where you going. You know, I need a grown woman in my life anyway. I need a woman who knows something about saving bacon grease in a Crisco can. That's the type of woman I need. I need a woman who knows how to make biscuits from scratch. Anyway, I need a woman to where after, you know, we get through lesson planning, she got to play the pig feet at my, play the pig feet on the corner of the end table and some hot sauce. And we don't have to talk no more. That's the type of woman I need. If you don't know nothing about that, if you don't know what a floppy disk is, we have nothing to talk about anyway. So, but it's called Wieners, and they had suits at Wieners. <laughs> Wieners didn't, that wasn't all they sold. Suits was just something they added. So, you know, it was not a custom fit. So, you know, these are the suits that had shoulder pads in the top part. Okay, let's just talk about shoulder pads for a minute. Women don't even wear shoulder pads in their suits, but these suits <laughs> had shoulder pads. And let me tell you something. That was the only suit I own. And I got that suit just to present for this Black History program. And let me tell you something. I wore that damn suit for everything else I had to present. She didn't say nothing. You didn't have to say nothing. You didn't have to say nothing. I wore this suit every time I could have a suit on. It was brown. So it wasn't like they knew. <laughs> there was no way I could disguise it. Like if I wore a black suit all the time, I could change the shirt, change the tie change the shoes. No, this was a um, this was a brown shirt. I'm not talking about a regular brown shirt. I'm talking about weaving basket brown. It was like a, a light brown and dark brown combined and you got like a throw up brown. But it was a suit though, you know? And it was clean the first time I ever wore it. And I'll never forget, I did my, um, I did my black history report on Nat, uh, what was it? Uh, Nat Turner. I didn't know nothing about Nat Turner. But when I started looking them up, that's when I found out that black people, it was somebody that did a revolt. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> and so, you know, I did my research and I stood up and I didn't know how much of an impact I would have on the teacher who really probably, probably didn't even like me at first. <laughs> she probably thought I had potential because she, you know, she was a teacher, but I was so annoying. I was so annoying. Uh, 
but I took this, I took this report serious and I even asked my mom, my grandmother to buy me a suit at Wieners. No suits were probably over $25, $30. And I'm pretty sure it looked like that too. But that marked the moment to where me and this young lady, our relationship would forever be changed from, oh, this dude in my classroom to, oh, this dude in my classroom, right? And she even helped me first. She even helped me find my first little girlfriend. She wanted me to be with somebody else. And we're going to talk about that too. I know you wanted me to be with. But um, I had dated a senior that year and I was a freshman. And it wasn't because of, you know, wasn't because of my looks. wasn't because of my status. You know, I was the kid that went, I was in high school. You know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I'm talking about the real life don't have a lot of money. I'm talking about we at church, and when the church give out that little bag, that little bag full of clothes, and the poorest person in the church get that bag, that was me, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to ask for prayer when you got on the pastor daughter pants. Okay, that was me. So like I, <laughs> I had three pair of pants, and and three shirts. Just keep in mind, it's five days of school now, so I had to mix and match them pants and shirts up. But some kind of way, I was the popular kid on campus, probably because I was, you know, the life of the party. And, you know, I ain't had no bad days. I didn't know how broke I really was. I thank God for the three pair of pants and three shirts. But we're a long way away from that now. I'm grown. We all right. God has been blessing. So without further ado, this is my high school teacher right here who's now, you know, she's in administration, you know, you move up when you're good, okay? So she's in administration right now in a whole nother district. She about to run it in a little while, but I met her, she was my history teacher in high school and I was a freshman and I was so immature. I'd like to introduce to all of you, please help me welcome, you know, she used to be Mrs. Brown and some man, he, uh, he figured out he couldn't let her just make it. Okay, so he had to put his last name on it. He ain't playing no games. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to y'all to welcome Miss Miss <sighs> Brown Wells. I can't say Brown no more because he might be mad. Say, no. I'm not, hey, hey, boss man, I'm not disrespecting you. Miss <laughs> Kim, I can say your first name? Yes. You know, damn, I said I wasn't supposed to say your last name. Okay, okay. You don't have to say the district you work at. Hey, let's just call her Kim. Miss Kimberly, how you doing, Miss Kimberly? I'm great, great, great. I am really pleased to be here. You know, that story, <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning. Of, and I'm, this young man walked in my class, and I know, I think the first day you walked in, I told you to leave. You came back and said, I ain't got it with that. <laughs> but that day, when you, did, when you came in that room with that suit on, Eddie, you were casket sharp, okay? Yeah, because it was new then. It was new then. You know how you get to wearing it and, and some of the strings started popping out that thing. It was a, it was a Wieners suit. The, 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 the football banquet. The, <laughs> I saw that. That was, that was good. That was good. But um, yeah. I, you know, I will have you know, I found something a few weeks ago. We were cleaning out my, my parents' house. Um, okay. And um, Eddie, I don't know if you remember, but I had this wall of fame on my on my on one of my walls, where all of you were bringing me pictures of yourselves when you were little. 
<laughs> I vaguely remember that. I vaguely remember that. Everybody, everybody was bringing me these single little cute little pictures of them when they were little kids, and I put them on a the wall on my wall. Okay. You bring me a picture. You brought me a picture in a frame. You didn't want your picture on the wall with everybody else's. You brought me a picture in a frame, and it had to sit on my desk. <laughs> and it's not one picture of you. It's two pictures of you. And one of them was in a baseball uniform. Well, hey, I, gotta I don't have that picture no I more. That. I got to get you that picture, Eddie. And the other was you in a football uniform doing a Heisman pose. Well, okay, well, okay, 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 okay. Was it, it wasn't, was it Jones? It wasn't it was Jones. You were younger no. than that. This was like Little League. No, I don't have that picture no I more. I got it. I said, I got to get this picture back to We got to meet. Yes. I need those. I need yes. those to show my kids. Yes. I got cheerings. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yes. I, your picture had to be in a frame. It couldn't go on the wall with everybody else's collage. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it was. Maybe <laughs> I thought I was going to get the picture back. I didn't know you was going to keep it. <laughs> I gave it to you. Um, wow, that's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, so if y'all don't know, I went to a school called, I went to Jesse A. Jones. In, uh, in South Park in Houston, Texas. They're not even Jesse H. Jones anymore. It's like a vocational school. So people ask me where I went. They done snatched our history. You know what I'm saying? They don't even have a basketball team or football. They don't have nothing no more. Mainly because it's one of them situations to where the district would deem that school to be fit for, some, for something else, like testing or other schools who are being renovated for their kids to go there and they turn into a vocational school because I guess in Rome, it, it all boils down to numbers. And I guess Jones didn't have the numbers to sustain the status of a functional campus. And so they, they deemed it uh, fit to just be like this alternative situation type school. And they call it a vocational school, which is really sad, but that's just how it goes. So now I'm a freshman. Just keep in mind, this is 19... 96. Woo. 1996. Was it 95, 96? Yeah. Had to be. Yeah. 1996. Yeah. My freshman being 96, 97. My sophomore year, 97, 98. My junior year, 98, 99. Yeah, because I graduated in 99. They say the best class for last. Yeah. And you got to understand. You got to understand. So I had a lot of classes. I was super immature, fresh out of middle school. And I was, but I was, I was good at football and I was just a mm -hmm. class clown. I when I got in Miss uh, Miss Brown's class at the time, you know, I just did what came natural. I just acted a fool. That was my thing, you know. And I know she couldn't stand because she's a woman for one, and they mature very quicker than we do. And she was a grown woman, so she was very mature than. But so and <laughs> so one thing that I, you know, like like. She wasn't a teacher, I super, you know, like, I, you know, I wasn't like, ooh, Miss Brown. Like, I was in the classroom trying not to mess up because I don't know what it was, but I, I, I will remember being in her classroom like, nah, I better chill today because she going, you know, when she said she put me out the first day, I believe it. I believe it because I was on eggshells. And, okay, so we're going to take it from after the Nat, uh, the Nat Turner uh, because I, I had to do my research. And, and, you know, Nat Turner, you know what he did. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, you know, God came to him in a dream or whatever, or a vision, and he said, hey, you know, la da 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 and he had a revolt, and I had that suit on, and I did that, and after that, I noticed that I I, I heard Miss Brown kind of brag on me. He got his suit on, da 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 and 
she had a group at the school. At the school, you gotta understand, back back in those days, um, in high school, it was very popular to have like a step group, okay? It was like, uh, it was an organization and they didn't just step, okay? They did community service and they did different stuff around the school as a group, but they did step. And this group was called the Demoiselles, okay? I don't even know, I haven't even heard it since then. I don't even know if people even do them myself. Like maybe somebody, that's a throwback. We're telling our age right now. It was called a them wiseels. And so Kim, sister Kim, <laughs> Kim Brown at the time, she was over the them wiseels. So while we would be in classroom, these different them wiseels, upper class, upper classmen, women, girls, females, they will come in her class all times of the day, right? And a lot of times they will come in her classroom when I was in class, okay? And I know I was immature, but I had eyes. And boy, I saw some things walking out. And I'm like, look her here. But I didn't know how to Mac. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to communicate with a woman. All I knew how to be was Eddie B. But boy, boy, boy. So Miss uh, <laughs> Brown would kind of talk to me a little bit more. She would kind of talk to me a little bit more. And one thing I noticed that, you know, she would be into me like, okay, when I told her, it was one particular girl that walked in that classroom. And I got to tell you this right now, because this was the girl. Well, no, I'm going to say that after we get to, we're going to do the build up. I don't want to say her whole name, so credit. She married now, we kids. I hope you have a nice life, little mama, with whoever you with, because uh, he ain't Eddie B. But this girl was a senior. I'm gonna call the girl Kiki. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna say her name, but Kiki walked in the classroom and let me tell you something. Fine ain't got no translation. She was just fine. You know what it is. You ain't gotta speak the language. She was too fine to be a, like in high school. I knew grown men wanted her, but listen to me. I'm gonna let y'all in my business. I'm super immature, super virgin. I've never been around a woman in that way ever in life. I'm, I lied a whole bunch and say I did. Let's just be honest. Me and lied. <laughs> I lied a whole bunch. But I remember I was interested in the girl, and Kiki came in the classroom. She was a demoiselle. She said something to Miss Brown. And I remember I said, didn't I say something to you afterwards about Kiki? Yeah. Do you remember what I said? I can't remember. I know you. Well, I knew you were very interested in Kiki. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? And you was like, oh, you know. And so I don't think you got me in there. It was another demoiselle that came in. I forgot her name. And she was like, oh, you like her? I'm going to hook it up. I'm like, I thought to him, like, no. Then I'm like, oh, you going to hook it up? Okay, cool. I was just playing, but my play turned into something that this grown senior fine girl who all the senior dudes wanted. Yes. She fell for me because I, I appeal to like this, like this, she liked my humor, so immature. She liked my humor. And so that's what it was. Okay. So now that's what it was. So yeah, yeah. We dated, you know, I was a freshman, only freshman in the school with a senior girlfriend. You couldn't yeah. tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was playing freshman football. 
we would play our games in the back of the school. We didn't even make the stadium, okay? You know, it was all good. So now, it, it, anyway, that's her whole part of this. She's never going to be invited to this right here because I don't like what she did to me in life. You know, my mama liked it, her. My mama loved her. Yeah, my mama loved her. I think because of the head she had on her shoulders. Kiki was very smart. She ended up going to UT. She graduated with honors from University of Texas. We got back together after she died. Well, I don't want to talk about her none because I don't want to give her no credit. Let's talk about you, Sister Brown. Now, your intricate part in my life. Now, I would, after that, you know, I saw you as mama. You know, when I, when I was a sophomore, junior, all that, you know, I would always come back and say, well, how long was you at Jones before I graduated? Was you still there when I was a senior? Yes. I left the same year. I left your senior year. After your okay. Senior. Okay. And you was the one I talked to, even about Kiki. You know, you was the one I talked to. And what I didn't realize now that I you know when I became a teacher, it is difficult to 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 try to juggle your your expectations as an educator and trying to be ahead of some type of group, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. Like like explain that. Like how, how was that? Oh goodness. Um. Because it, was, it wasn't just the Demoiselles. I had the Majorettes and the Flags, too. Hey, hey, let me tell you something about the Majorettes. The Majorettes was the girls with the little batons that floated up on the air and they shook it, right? Yeah. The Flagettes, listen to me. Listen to me now. I'm not biased, but the Flagettes were a little bit more heavy set, okay? The Flagettes were the ones, you had to be a little strong to twirl a Flagette. See, the, I think I love the Flagettes more than I love the Majorettes. You want to know why? Because the Flagettes, they could twirl a whole flag. Majorettes, all they had to do was be cute and turn a little bitty baton. You didn't have to have a lot of strength. I think the major, the flagettes was in the rate room with the football team. <laughs> flagettes was in the weight room with the football team. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I don't really cut you so now you had the, I didn't know you had the flagettes and the majorettes. Yeah. But see, that, was, that was a different time in my life, too, because I, I wasn't married, didn't have kids. I was still young. Mm -hmm. I really, I just really like being a part of seeing kids grow and enjoy high school. I, it was huge to me. I, I hated to see people, kids miss out on the good part of high school. I don't yeah. understand anybody saying they hate school. Kids shouldn't come to school and hate school. Right. You know, back then, go ahead. No, I'm listening. You grow, you're growing and you're learning and you're going to, I mean, you may never come, you're going to grow up with grown stuff and you're not going to have this time again where you can just enjoy life. Just, you know, your job is school, but when you're here, you hang out, you see people you, you like being with, you, you just do the fun stuff and be extra, do the extracurricular stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know, but I have a couple, get all this fun in without that cover charge. Yeah, all the fun without the cover joy. So now, you taught in that era, right? Mm -hmm. You taught in that era, and you saw the importance of 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 of, of after school after school programs. Because I'm pretty sure when you had the demoiselles and the majorettes and the flagettes, y'all have to practice after school. And I know those those young ladies, they remember that experience. Like I've seen, like to where they came back and did like an alumni. Yeah. thing for majorettes and all yeah. that stuff yeah. so oh, yeah. 
you gotta understand how important that was back then. The, uh, these were groups that you had after school programs. And then of course, after a while, budget cuts came along and they started cutting after school programs. But basically you were cutting experiences mm -hmm. from, 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 um, from students and you were locked up in that. Mm -hmm. So now talk about the difference between the climate then to the climate now, like, like where you're at, you're at now, like, or, or like when you started in the new wave of teaching, did you start as a teacher or you automatically went into being in administration? Um, I actually started, I actually want to teach. I never want to do anything but teach. Got you. I got you. One of the few. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the only other part of that was counsel. I didn't want to be a counselor, but I said, no, I like this teaching thing. I'm going to keep this keep teaching. If you're a teacher, you're a damn counselor anyway. Exactly. <laughs> All day. <laughs> All day. Um, and I just, I think that I never, I actually did not, I had no intentions of wanting to be an administrator. That was, in my mind back then as a young people, I was like, oh, that's too political. I don't want to do that. But I soon came to realize that in order, if I want to help the most kids, mm -hmm. I, I mean, right now I'm, I'm tied into just a classroom. I can be everything to this classroom, but if outside of my classroom, I, if I can be some, I need to be the person, the catalyst to help the teachers mm -hmm. more. I can help more kids. Right. I can help a whole school of kids yeah. I can help the teachers, knowing what teachers need, knowing, you know, what what their deficits are where they forget about themselves because they got to give everything to a job and they're spent and there's nothing else left and then the teachers don't want they don't want to do extracurricular who do we don't get paid for that we don't get paid you know you ask me to stay extra hours with somebody's kids and, and, and ain't no pay you know what i'm like <laughs> you know <laughs> But, the, the, but see, the good point is, back then for me, the good point is the kids I get to do all this extracurricular stuff with, I genuinely was, I liked. And, and the thing is, they want to be there. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of kids who, kids who don't have a whole lot else, they need to see that there's something else. Yeah. They need to see. It was amazing to see when we, when Demoiselles, every Thanksgiving, when we would do these, um, uh, do we feed about, about, 30 families every mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. we would take, and I would take them, they, they had to come with me to go deliver these to these people, mm. whoever, they, all over the city. And they were like, wow, they didn't have this, they didn't have this. They were, you know, you, they thinking, I thought I was bad, I was in a bad position. It's somebody with less than me. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and it just made them want to do that, much, that stuff even more. And now, and they took it so seriously. You know, the step shows, that was serious business back then. Oh, that yeah. Was, was serious oh, you business. Know it wasn't no, you know, and then and them, them, them part after parties and drumsticks. Oh, yeah, that, it wasn't nothing. What you doing about drumsticks, <laughs> man? That girl you know I knew all about <laughs> Lord Jesus. Now, okay, like, I remember, look, 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 and let's just, like, like, okay, let's get, let's get personal. I remember, like, how you were in high school, and i I never forget, like, you told me you would have uh, started running the bayou or something. I remember, I'll never forget that. And, um, you know, me, you know, I like thick women. So to myself, I'm like, is she fine to me? I don't know. But I never said that to you. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. I understand. Because you cute. You cute as hell. Like, you know, I'm not saying you cute just because you're light skinned. You really are cute. Right. 
And so I'm like, ah, what the hell is she running for? And then I get it. I get it. I get it. You were doing it. And now that I, you know, when I got into the classroom, I saw the seriousness and I saw how, how important it is to keep your, um, your health up, you know, or to, to, to just get in a better place because teaching wow. can take you to a place. I always say the teachers always, you know, like a freshman, you get the freshman 15. I say every semester you get a teacher 10 if you don't watch it. Yeah. And we never watch it because we're so consumed with lesson plans and doing mandates and stuff by the district and the admin to where we gonna get we don't care about nothing else. Sometimes we eat just because that's our only, you know, our way out, our stress free. At least we deserve to eat good, damn it. And so you said you was working on doing your thing. I'm like, oh cool, we should be in healthy. Like, like how was you how did that switch up, you know, because you know, like you lost a lot of weight. You lost a lot of weight when you were doing that because you said that you were running in the morning before you got to the damn campus. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like, <laughs> you, you done went crazy or something? Like, well, what's wrong with you? What did that do for you? For me, running, walking, that time for me at that point, that was really, that was time for me and God. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. That's all you had to say, sister. <laughs> That was that time. Cause once I hit that campus, I got, I got, I got a job to do. I got to teach. Yeah. And then I got other stuff to do because, like you said, there were people in my room all the time. All the time. And they weren't freshmen. Then yeah. I start coming in your classroom, non-class. <laughs> yeah. I did it too. You had to deal with me too. I, by, by your senior year, you was in the back of my room watching Good Time. <laughs> I remember I came to your, your class and watched. Well, that's when, when teachers could show. Remember when we watched Friday? Praise God. Hey, let a teacher show a damn movie like that today. You can hey, fire hey, hey. You'll be the one to fire them. Oh, yeah. Quick, too. <laughs> How hypocritical of me, right? Yeah. It's all good. We're here to get free. I love you, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you, baby. You can't do it. Because for one, you don't have no time. The district then, then, then snatched all of the fun out of education. Yeah. You got the kids, uh, you got you got teachers teaching to a test, and that's boring. You got, and then you go in and they mandate an admin to be these ball busters. Yeah. And they mandate them to, to have an agenda when um, the actual admin who can get through to teachers are the ones that just show that they understand. And I think the best admin and principals and assistant principals are the ones who talk before anyway. You do have some that come in and just never dealt with any students or you know type of classroom setting before they like to do a study show or they educated and they can't handle it you know a lot of the teach for america's uh teach for america teachers that come in or they have great ideas and great resources but they lack classroom management right. i think classroom management i think the best the best teachers are like hood teachers when i say hood i'm talking about neighborhood i'm talking about having a rough life tough didn't get nothing gave to them you know, had three pair of shirts and three three pants, oh, right? Had to deal with criticism from other people on campus. Now you can relate to kids who come in who don't have everything the other kids have. They don't have both parents at home. Hell, some of them they raising they they self. Yeah. I'm, I'm back. They're raising themselves. Okay, I have I have I have a master and I have to talk that way. But what I'm saying is, kids really appreciate that you can relate to them on their level. And then I think if you meet kids on their level, 
you can easily bring them up to the level that you want them to come to once you meet them where they are, you know, and the district will never agree to that. Oh, they think that they got to be here and be, hell, if they were here, I teach a sixth grade class. Why you let somebody get in my classroom at a damn second grade reading level? I teach sixth grade science. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah. I got to help them. All my job is in jeopardy. He had a second grade reading level. I get him up and then, you know, you don't give me no credit. I had to eat equals and beninis with this boy every Saturday. We watching Coco Melon and Sesame Street synonymously. I missed out on all kind of happy hours. You know, that I got I, I miss all kind of brunches. I can't even date because I'm, I'm using my time to help this boy. I'm not spending all this extra time and the district don't give me no credit for it. And I realized why they could care less. They're all about numbers. They just care that he's a seat in the classroom. That's how he made it to the sixth grade on the second grade reading level because they could care less about his progress. They just care about him being, you know, pushing him through. How you feel about that, about kids just getting pushed through in this, well, not even in this climate. We're going to get to that. I mean, how do you feel about kids just being pushed through without even grasping the concepts and learning everything they need to learn on the last level they were on? And it, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart because the, everything is going to continue to be more, the work is going to be progressively harder. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm just, you just, you, you, you sit me in a class I don't understand. I, I don't know, I don't know letter sounds, I don't know phonics. <laughs> and by the time I get to two grades later, it's, you, talk, you, you may as well speak to me in German. I'm just here. Yeah. And so what do I become? <laughs> when right. I, you know? And, but it breaks my heart, especially when it's our, our, our black and brown children, because yeah. they're not, what, what's going to happen to them? What's going to happen right. to them? How, where are they going to work? And everybody don't have to go get the college degree. I, I get that. And everybody may not want that. Mm-hmm. But I need to make you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. You know, because you haven't been taught to want that. If it, nobody in my family has it, and I'm behind, I have kids, I have kids, I've sat in arts for years, and a parent will tell me, yeah, they're low, they're behind, because I was in special ed, too. What's an art for the people who might not know what an art is? A-R-D, y'all. <laughs> An art, what's called now, it's now called an IEP meeting. It's mm-hmm. a, a meeting for those students that require special education services. And it's a, a team of everybody that should come in contact with that child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they, and they plan. They plan on what's going to be, they, based on testing, mm-hmm. what's going to be the best plan to teach this child to, to, to supposedly level the playing field. Right. Try to come up with a strategy. Basically. Strategize how we're going to get this kid. And usually nobody from the damn district is in that IEP meeting. It's the teacher. <laughs> admin and some other support services the ad, the people from the district they know where to be found they're somewhere drinking a damn coconut martini out of a real coconut because they could care less i'm listening <laughs> so it's 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 hard it's it's hard to see those yeah. kids but those and for, for after i left jones actually i did start i did come and teach elementary school for a little bit okay did and you like that better than teaching in high school you know, I don't know. I love those hospitals so much. I, I got really it. did. But I, got I do. I, the thing is, when I taught elementary, I actually was working with um, with special ed. I, I, I went and got certified in special ed. Okay. 
and I work with that population. So that was truly, truly, probably as up there with those rewards because mm-hmm. I saw growth. I mean, and I'm still in, this, in that same district now, and I'm still seeing some of those kids now graduated. They, you know, doing productive stuff in college. Yeah. You know, special yeah. ed in third grade. So yeah. you know, I'm like, that's not who you, that's a label. That's not who you are. We're going to fix that. The label, not who you are. <laughs> we're going to move. We're going to do, we're going to do some things. Yeah. You know, but um, this, it's hard to find people in this career, in this line of work right now mm-hmm. that really, they, they, and some of them may come into it with the heart. And your heart gets broken when you when 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 all the systematic stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. Some people like you come along. Yeah, just you never know. You never know though. Hey, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. So how can I sit here and say you never know? I did not know. God would choose this path for me. <laughs> but you know, I hadn't. I, well, I certainly didn't think. Oh my goodness! But Eddie, you what you're doing for educators right now? Mm-hmm. You know. It's just across this planet it is amazing. Yeah. Um, it's so they gotta read your book. Read the book, people. If you haven't got the book, you gotta read the book. I got mine on my shelf. I'm already professionally developed. It's on Amazon. Don't worry about it. I'm listening. Do that. I got I, I got a copy here in the office. I got another copy at the house. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a good read. But it it gives you who the person the person and. Yeah. That's and some some people are born to help people. Those people become teachers. They become nurses, healthcare workers. And Eddie, that's you. You 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 did the teaching. You were that you wanted to help. You had to reach back and say, Hey, I don't want to. I know where I was when I was in high school. I gotta I gotta get back and reach back and get these kids where they need to be. But then mm-hmm. your your purpose took on a greater meaning. Now what I did, you're doing that. Now you're helping those teachers who, come on, how many people, I I knew you were going to do amazing things with your life. I knew that. I knew that. Varsha Shard knew that. We knew that. I talk about Varsha Shard all the time. We'll talk about that in a minute. Like, I always, even with the ABC thing, when I got got my own TV show coming out, ABC, I always, Herman, you just seen Herman, I'm like, I always tell him, hey, baby, I'm a product of Varsha Shard, man. Bars Rashard was the, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Finish, I'm sorry. But you, not only, you went beyond the scope to where you're reaching the heart of teachers. Mm-hmm. You're saying the things they can't say, but it's not, I mean, it, it, we can make light of it, and, and it, it's funny, but it's the truth. truth. It gives yeah. them a, hey, I'm not in a boat by myself, yeah. you know? And somebody, this, this stuff matters to somebody other than just me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can laugh about little Johnny, but that's not he knows. But I, but you know, I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna help him. He getting on my nerves. I'm gonna help him, and and it keeps us in it. It keeps us. It keep you keeping people going. You're keeping them going, and you're keeping these younger, the young teachers just coming in. Who, man, it's tough. Yeah, it gotta be tough on them. I, I get them props all the time. Like if you coming into teaching right now in this climate, in this environment, you're gonna be all right. Because if you can handle this and this is your first yeah. your first teaching job, you can handle anything. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and these are the, the experiences that I'm that the colleges don't prepare you for. They this, don't. This is not part of the curriculum. Certification programs don't prepare you for. No. I'm not prepare you for this one. No. 
And I think that we have to, that's why you go, you, you, you go to an early show, you're going to see a sellout house. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's a million teachers in the world, hundreds, millions of teachers in the world. They all yeah. try to get to that show. But some of us, myself included, one show won't do. You got to go to, you know what? You got to go several more. You got to, every time they come to town, you got to hit it. <laughs> Spring break messed up this year, man. Spring. It is. Hey, you know, I'm having, um, I got my, hey, for everybody out there, my special is being shot. Shooting it this Friday. It's a COVID special for all the teachers. For the simple fact that all my tour is, my tour is on hold right now because of, you know, CDC guidelines and restrictions for all the, the, the cities and states I was supposed to go to this year that were postponed postponed from last year. Well, I decided to do, you know what? Hell with it. I'm going to get in every teacher's living room regardless. So if you ever, you've never been to a show, um, you've never had that experience. If you have had that experience, you already know I go wild. But um, it's going to be available December the 19th. Let's go to adbcomedy.com, live streaming. We're shooting that thing at the Wortham Theater. I don't know why I didn't hit you up to invite you. Uh, I got to see if, if it's some more, you can bring your husband. Like, I, I got to check with my people to see if we still have some room in that thing. Because I know it might be some people. You know, if they only invite, like, 60 to 100 people in there for the live shooting. Because right. it's more of a production. It's more of a production. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be real fun. Hey, but every teacher needs to experience that, what she was saying. If you never had a chance to come to a show, you need to experience the actual comedy of it. Like, this is the first time that you probably experience laughing at the stuff that you usually stress and cry and trip out about. I'm making light of it. And, you know, I've been through it and I go through it. And so... It's cool, and I love that. It's crazy how God blessed me with this because I I am that teacher. I thought I couldn't relate to no teacher. On the campuses I worked on, everybody like they had it all together. They wouldn't help me. They like they were all now Tootsie. I couldn't talk to nobody. I was the teacher in that thing. They're like, wow, like, damn, am I I'm a, am I a unicorn around here? Nobody going through what I'm going through. Nobody find this kind of difficult. Like, you know, nobody want to get in, you know, no, no. Can't nobody, you, you definitely can't say nothing because you'll get labeled as a troublemaker if you see and say something. You get, and you'll get strategically moved out the district. They call it that paper trail. They're frivolously, frivolous, frivolous, God dog it. Frivolous lily. Frivolous lily. Dude, is that a word? Frivolously. Yes. Frivolous. Say it for me. Frivolously. Frivolously, that L came before that S on me. No, you did it. I got it. They frivolously put false claims that, oh, your scores are not high enough. They start sending people to your room and they started getting crazy on your little observations and nitpicking on your observations. You didn't, hey, your transitions wasn't on time, even though your lesson was the bomb. Hey, I went to a kid in the back of your classroom and he didn't know what was going on. You talking about the spare kid that y'all snuck in my classroom? He never knows what's going on, okay? As a matter of fact, me and him understand each other. As a matter of fact, hell, I didn't even know he was here. Thank you for letting me know he was here. Me and that boy don't even say nothing to each other. We just understand that y'all are tripping and I passes him. <laughs> if he tell, look, this boy, I let him color. I let him color. I give him a grade because he coloring inside the lines because we understand each other. I'm not going to put all this extra stuff on him. If, he, if he's ready to learn something else, I teach him that. But they do that on purpose, and they just, once they have that agenda, 
to move you out of the district or they're going to find a way and they're going to get somebody who's wet behind the ears who will listen and do whatever they tell them to do and they will get them in there and you get moved out even though you are a highly effective teacher that's why teachers are so scared to come out and say the stuff that they see that's going wrong on the campus that's why good teachers leave their their corrupt crazy districts to find somebody who will accept them and let them do what they need to do and usually that falls on people like you somebody who's taught before who will let you know you you automatically see somebody who had who's good yeah. Oh yeah. Damn it, you are good. Like, like you know how to relate to the kids. You know how to execute this curriculum. You know how to bring. You know you understand that all these kids they learn at different levels. You know how to reach every last one of them. Now I understand that you need extra time to do this. You need extra uh, extra uh, resources to do this. Right. And the main thing is you give them extra support. When y'all let me come on y'all campus that time, that automatically let me know that y'all were all about hey our teachers need this even the teachers that didn't even know who i was like you know they were like oh my god i'm like yeah oh your god because oh, i was the one going through stuff i didn't know nobody understood it now they some of the teachers i saw their faces they were like so out of book and so scared of social media because you know the district they scare us some some teachers then they get on social media they have to do an alias name like underscore 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 <laughs> underscore <laughs> super califragilistic do to me do to me do to me apostrophe no mama's way okay and that's your name and you they're scared because if you put anything controversial controversial on social media your job is in jeopardy too and that's stupid now let's bring it up let's bring it up to speed now we the COVID thing kicked in now you're an administrator, you know what I'm saying? You do understand what teachers go through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that your district would like you to do certain things, you know, that you probably like, ah, because you were a teacher and you like, you know teachers in your school, like, ah, they got it, but they just need a little extra push. Mm -hmm. Like, they got the meat of, uh, of the curriculum and they know how to handle certain things and they are real good with their kids. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. They're real good with their kids. The kids love them. That's the main thing. The kids can, they respect you and they willing to learn from you. Yes. Like, the climate of education today with the pandemic and everything, like, um, talk to me real briefly about, about the hardships and the stuff that you encounter with having to, you know, support teachers in this you get, cause I know you seem like the one that the teachers can come to and talk to. I hope so, I hope so. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna turn into though. I don't know, I don't know what you're gonna turn into. I haven't worked for you, I don't know. I don't know, maybe I need to talk to a couple of teachers that work at your campus. Somebody will inbox me when they, when they hear this, Eddie, I don't know what the hell you thinking, but she done changed. Okay, I don't know about the demoiselle and and and, and the margaritas. Whatever majorettes, they were majorettes, not margaritas. I don't know what that is, but she crazy as hell up here. No, <laughs> tell me about the now. No, with your you know, really, honestly, Eddie, I, this is a tough time to be a educator. Right. Um. It is. Right now, I mean, and I can't, and it, I'm, I'm seeing it from so many levels, you know, and it, and it hurts because again, 
this pandemic is disastrous. It is on our black and brown children. Mm -hmm. Those are supposed to be learning at home. Come on now, think about it. <laughs> learning at home, really? They weren't learning in school. No, and at home, and and I'm sorry, it's 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 hard. They weren't learning when they were here. They it was hard for them here. They struggled here, but we could get them somewhere. Now it's nothing, and 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 it's work. And their districts, thank God, for some, we managed to hold on to a whole. We have a very small amount of kids that we lost, like couldn't contact, didn't know where they went to during this whole pandemic time. Very few. Some districts have extreme amounts of children. They, tens of thousands of kids, they don't know where they are. They done dropped off the map. Mm. So what's happening to those kids? Mm. Now. So you mean like they're not even in school or no? they just. They're not in school. They're not virtual. They're not. You can't find a dress on them. They you know, no phone numbers. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, how do they expect? Okay, I'm listening. And you can't find them. They, I mean, you don't know where they went. You don't know what's going on with them. And these are kids. A lot of they kids sitting at home. We we that's a dish. Now high school, high school is where your larger numbers of these kids are coming from. Because some kids. During the pandemic, found a little job somewhere. Hey, I'm, I got this little gig at McDonald's. I'm just going to keep working. I'm going to come back to school. And you just got to get with them and talk to them. Hey, go online. Keep, you got to keep your job. I understand. Okay. The household need money. But go on, come to school online. We don't want the kids now. You don't want high school kids. Yeah, the high school. But there are some younger ones. I mean, in some districts, man, they're suffering. The other group of people that are suffering just as much are our teachers. Because we lose sight of the fact that, oh my God, my teachers, they, everything, everybody else in the world going through out there with this pandemic in terms of their households and all kinds of stuff, they're dealing with it too. But then they got to come to a job that's, hey, we need to do this. We need you to do this. We need, you know, we need these kids to get on this level. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. And, and it's hard on them emotionally spiritually you when you got kid teachers teachers breaking down crying just stressed nobody needs to be that stressed and how effective are you if you're that stressed these women teachers because you know you, you can I, 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 I don't fucking love them i don't uh, i'm playing let me stop let me stop i'm just playing everybody i'm just trying I'm, this is just my show uh, don't worry about it but i get it i do understand i'm listening to you. so we, I mean, they still have the same problems as everybody else. They got yes. problems with their kids. They got kids. We're human. You know? but they, we're human. And, and you're being told kids have to perform at a certain level. You know, I will say this. We, we're, we're, you got to be realistic. You got to be realistic. And it's hard for you to be the great communicator when you're struggling. How do I tell kids it's gonna be all right? No, I'm not all right. And I ain't, I'm, I, I'm tripping. I, I got it. I got. I got. Shit, I'm eating noodles. I'm my bad. Hey, edit that out, cute. I ain't never cussed like that. I'm eating noodles, and I don't know what y'all eating, but I'm eating noodles when I get home. You know what I'm saying? If I if I, I want to eat Chinese food, I'm eating noodles. I mean, chicken flavor, beef flavor, oriental shrimp, all the good stuff. I'm visiting all, all. I'm visiting all parts of the country with noodles. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's rough out here, man. Look, they don't get that. 
you know, and and a lot of our a lot of our parents are trying to. We got families going through, and here's the other part about it. And this is the piece, Eddie, that if you realize the role that the school plays in society now, you go back and look at some real old, old, old way before your time TV shows. Like what? Name one for my time and watch out of I know leave it to people. Somebody hey. told you about leave it to people. Somebody told you about leave it to people. No, I, I watched leave it to people. It was in black and white. And then Andy Griffith stuff. What Dude. you talking about? I love Andy Griffith. Okay. Opie, if you look at Opie. Opie Taylor. Opie Taylor took his lunch to school. Yes, he did. The school system didn't feed children. Mm. Opie, some days could walk home and eat lunch and go back to school. Damn. They had some days like, you know, so you didn't, you kids is free. Okay, it's, it's time to go home for lunch and come right back and come back. Because the school system wasn't responsible for feeding mm. kids. We are now. Okay. If you don't have food, school feeds you. If you don't have clothes, school school gets you a uniform. Okay. If you don't have glasses, the school will get you some, you know, they got what grants. What is you know, but if you need a if you need a, a counselor, you need therapists. Schools have to have a school counselor, but districts have LPCs, people with, with real counseling degrees. Not that school teachers don't have real counsel. school counselors aren't real degrees because I got one of those, so they real. But you know, schools provide uh, stuff for food for families. You name it, you name it. There's you name it. The school, so the school has is a bigger part of a whole community. The stuff that back in the day churches did, mm, praise God. Schools do. Schools do those things now. That's a lot. If other than save people, you know, it's it's a lot. They're having to to teach your child, teach children, but they got to provide all the other stuff that used to be taken care of at home. Well. We got a society where that doesn't happen anymore, you know. And it's not just—it's not just the—it's not always just a poverty thing, you know. I, I took classes when I was way back in the way back in the day at good old Texas Southern University, taking classes, and I had this most amazing professor, um, Dr. Cherry Gooden, told me that <laughs> she's amazing. She told me that, you know, every child deserves to learn and every parent whether they know how to or not every parent wants better for their child than they have or than, than they can do they may not not all of them know how i mm. have the tools to but they want they want something better for their children and i'm and, and i bought into that i i believe it hook line and sinking i think i just have to chalk it up to so many of them don't know they just you know but back to our teachers, teachers are having to fill those gaps because mm -hmm. teachers are mamas. Teachers are somebody used to call me mama and crack. I'm just saying, you back in the day, praise God. <laughs> people thought we were really for after a while. They were my last name was Brown, and my last name is Brown. And yeah, we really related. <laughs> hey, do you remember the girl who you wanted you tried to hook me up with? Don't start. Don't. What's her name? You can say her name. <laughs> What was her name? Do you remember? You do you even remember that? 
Cause I, I didn't even know till later that you thought that we were supposed to be a couple. I'm like, well, damn it. How come you ain't tell me later on? Cause we was in the same, what was her name? She was a drum major. What was her last name? Randall. What was her first name? <laughs> I was supposed to be with Shanaitha Randall. Yes. And you know what? Shanaitha was cute as hell too. <laughs> and pretty. And I don't know why you thought that I could be with her. I'm like, damn, I'm just so immature. I don't think Shanaita would like me. But maybe it was something. Did Shanaita ever tell you something? <laughs> did she? I'm just saying. Did you just put her, put her on me, put me on her, or she said something? Tell me the truth. No, uh, she didn't. She, she didn't. She didn't. Okay. I, that was that was that me. She seemed like the type that would, but she used to check me out a little bit. <laughs> and, and she ended up going with somebody else at the school. I get it, but and I got Shanaita and. You gonna make me Facebook that girl see what she look like? Damn it! Hey, hey, all they fault because I'm the hottest bachelor on the town right now. God and blessed me tremendously. Now nah, let me stop. Hey, <laughs> well this all good. Look, hey everybody, I like to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of uh, the Teachers Lounge with your boy Eddie B. This one we can let your you can let your hair down and not worry about you know criticism and you know, worried about the stuff that you would have to worry about mentioning the stuff on somebody with somebody on campus. You know, I love I love to thank my play mama. You know, I got a few of them. My play mama, uh, Ms. Brown Wells, she's awesome. And you don't understand that. Like I still like she didn't send me recipes to this day <laughs> that I use. You know, I still, you know, you know, people who I'm real close with, I don't mind going to your school and doing something for because we got that type of relationship nobody else please don't hit me i'm not coming to your school please don't hit miss brown up miss brown miss wells i'm sorry see your husband please he okay. add at me hey brown is my middle please, name please don't hit her up and ask her to connect you with me so i'm gonna tell you right now when she hit me up she will hit me up on your behalf just because she told you she would <laughs> when it gets to me i'm just gonna be like now nah. i'm gonna tell you that right off because i didn't have the same relationship that i had with her that i had with you on campus. I naturally had people from Jones. I went back from college. I came back from college and I naturally, you know, you brought this person up just to let you know. Yeah. I naturally had one person look me in my eye and tell me I still wasn't going to be nothing. Damn. I didn't know you thought I wasn't going to be nothing at first. <laughs> what did the steal wasn't going to be nothing? Yeah. That one that you told me who wanted me to get on. Yeah. I came back from college. I'm like, damn. What else I got to do? I just came from college. I'm in college now. I'm not. Like, I didn't know you thought that at first. But that's the first thing I thought about when you brought that to my attention. I'm like, I'm not going to say nothing to you because God has blessed me with a character. But I'm like, whoa, like, I never did nothing at Jones to make you think I wouldn't be nothing. You know, all I was was super immature and, you know, super yeah, I, fun for no reason. Like, I wasn't a comedian then. I wasn't getting paid for it. I just got on teacher's nerves, you know, but I wasn't, you know, setting nothing on fire at the school either. Uh, real fast, uh, you, you got to wait. I mean, I don't know what you got going on. You got some initiatives going on. How people can contact you, research you, see what you got going on. How can they get in, in, get a hold to you? Oh, goodness. I'm on Facebook. Um, my middle name is Brown. Now, my middle name is Brown. What? I okay. <laughs> Okay, did you have a middle name before Brown? I did, I did. Oh, so you just, okay, you didn't want to make it mad. You didn't want to hyphenate it. You want to keep your happy marriage. Yeah, yeah. So your middle name, that's rich. I didn't, I didn't hyphenate. That's the, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm gonna get his man his props. I'm gonna get that Wells dude his props. He is already. Hey, Doctor Wells, say boss man, you did your thing, bro. Congratulations, boss man. This is a good woman right here. All right. Yeah, I know you don't need me to tell you that, but I'm just Dr. saying. Well, hey, before you. Well says I can fix. I can fix salmon for you anytime, Eddie. Thank you, Miss. Thank you, man. Cause you don't want me no home. I don't got nobody cooking for me. I appreciate the salmon, and we ain't gonna talk about the, the deliciousness. Of that damn, you could that Lord have mercy, Lord Jesus. I damn near took the whole pan. <laughs> We're gonna get you a pound cake. I got oh don't do that to me. Okay, get it to me. Hey, my special is Friday. I can eat what I want to after the end. I'm gonna deserve that. Please. I've been running, I've been boxing. I deserve to do something different sure. with calories, <laughs> my caloric intake. I need a pound cake in my life. All but, right. Thank you so much for being on with me. Everybody else, listen up. Make sure you tune in every uh, Wednesday to the podcast. It's on all, 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 all major outlets, you know, um, uh, Spotify, uh, Dash Radio. You can do, go to Dash Talk Radio X, or you can go to DashRadio.com. Just look up um, Teacher's Lounge with your boy ADB. Um, it's on, I forgot the other one, but it don't matter. All platforms, make sure you... And please hit me up on my chat line, 832-957-2788. I have First Fridays on Instagram and Facebook. And we just chop it up on the First Fridays, you know, just a chance to unwind and just, you know, have a good time and just, you know, let your hair down and forget about stuff that you go through at school. You don't have to worry about it. I'm going to talk about it, but, you know, I'm going to be a fool body too. So oh, we got the special coming out. Make sure you stream my special. Yes. Go to adbcomedy.com. December the 19th is going to be ready for you. It's going to be a fun night that night. I'm shooting it Friday. It'll be, it'll be available for you on the 19th, which is the week after, the week, like next week. And you're going to be ready for it. It's going to be so much fun, man. We shot a lot of stuff. We worked hard on it to bring this to you in lieu of me not being able to tour uh, this year because of CDC guidelines and, and, you know, me being able to bring you comedy that I couldn't get to you physically on tour. So, and it's way cheaper than my tour. So you'll be able to knock that out. Make sure you um you get that. Love you guys. Big ups to um uh everybody who uh sponsored this. Who's the people that sponsored this, her? Who the people that gave me the radio, the stuff? What's the name of them? Ha <laughs> ha! I had way too many shots. Hey, J Lab Audio. Hey! All my people from J Lab Audio, thank you so much. Make sure y'all go to jlabaudio.com get you some stuff. They sponsor me, uh, sending my teachers stuff, you know, when we have our first Fridays, they send you all, you know, um, you, you know, headphones, boom boxes, you know, wireless stuff. I really appreciate them. They're the first company to sponsor me and, you know, help me give teacher stuff. Cause you know, I would usually come out of my pocket. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for the love and the support. Thank you so much for Miss Kimberly, uh, for being on my show. Kiki for breaking my heart. Uh, Shanathan Randall for never, ever seeing what this was going to be. Yeah, congratulations to y'all. I hope y'all life is great right now because I guarantee you mine is splendid. I got kids and they all are beautiful. I make beautiful children. Too bad you couldn't get one out, man. Doo-doo, your bad, your loss. And then I still got Miss Kimberly. Her husband is... Uh, 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 making a way for me to get food anytime I want to. I, I know you mad. I see y'all next Wednesday for another, 
another episode of the Teacher's Lounge with your boy, Eddie B. Thank you for the love. Dash Radio. I see you boys later. My boy Q. On the, my boy Q on the, uh, I would say the ones and twos, but he's a tech guy. Y'all never see him. He don't want to show his face. He's behind the scenes. This is all good. He don't care as long as he get paid. All right. Everybody, love. Thank y'all for tuning in one more time. We'll see y'all next Wednesday. So, it's your boy Eddie B. And I'm out, baby. Eddie B. Eddie B. Eddie B. Eddie B.